welcome to Moonbeaming, a podcast about creativity, magic, tarot, lunar living, and more. I'm your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner, and I am so happy you are here today. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We have a really phenomenal episode of Moonbeaming this week. Of course, I'm a little bit biased, of course, because this is my podcast, but I'm pretty sure you're going to love it as well. I recorded last week's episode before the insurrection on the Capitol, before the attempted coup, and I'm recording this week's episode for Inauguration Week before Inauguration Week. Obviously, I cannot see the future, but my sense is the intensity and the chaos the unrest, and the violence are going to continue. I expect this week to be an intense one for all of these reasons. What we're seeing isn't just about the astrology or the card of the year, although I am quite disappointed that we are already seeing the shadows of the Hierophant archetype. People believing in something so strongly that those beliefs make them do incredibly destructive, incredibly violent things. And I want to be clear that my belief is that All spiritual modalities that help to describe the energy, what's going on, they are correlations, not causations. The fact that this is a Hierophant year is not making anyone do anything. I do believe that we have free will to a point. And that's absolutely a topic for another podcast episode. The reason why this is happening isn't because of, you know, any archetypes or planets or anything like that. This is happening because human beings have not reckoned with the history and the past and the truth of what the United States was founded upon. As we move through this week, as we move through this year and our lives, Let's be really mindful about how we use our energy, how we use our words, what actions we take. It is completely normal, beyond normal, to be feeling intense anxiety, grief, rage, anger, fear. My hope is that we can individually transform these feelings into actions that keep justice in mind, that keep equity for all in mind, and 
that care for and support and protect the most vulnerable. That's my hope. So I also want to say for this week be kind and, and the year and your life, be kind to yourself. Be really careful about what you're consuming. I'm not saying don't consume news and stay abreast of what's happening. Just be mindful and remember to drink water and stretch and reach out to your friends and do what you can when you can. All right. So the moon is waxing and I have a sense it's going to be a little bit of an intense week. So I wanted to read a little bit from my just released book, The Moon Book, Lunar Magic to Change Your Life. In the book, I talk about every lunar phase. I talk about the energies, traditional energies. I talk about ways to work with this energy magically, practically, emotionally, spiritually, action-based, you know, all the things. And because we are not always experiencing this energy the same way, because we are all different people having our own experiences, every archetype is going to be hard for folks. Every energy is going to be difficult for folks. And there's no shame, no blame, no judgment. It just sometimes is what it is. And I go into maybe why that might be and um, give suggestions on how to work with all of the phases that might be a little bit tricky or difficult or challenging for folks. So I wanted to read this passage from the moon book that is called, If the Waxing Moon is Hard for You. A waxing moon during autumn or winter could feel jarring. As the moon is blooming, the northern hemisphere is in rest mode. Remember to stay rooted in the season and spend extra time honing in on what your body needs. If what is coming up for you under the January night sky is painful, sit with it. Listen to it. Be with it until it floats away up into the stars to form a constellation that mirrors the lessons you are learning. When you are in a waxing moon phase, you are growing. Because we can be hard on ourselves, you may be paying attention to what isn't working than all the hard work you are doing. The waxing moon is a wonderful time to unpack perfectionist tendencies. You could be in a waning, dark, or new moon phase in life, so it may not make sense to focus on expansion. You might be grieving, depressed, or transforming in mysterious ways. If so, I suggest utilizing the waxing moon to focus squarely on your physical health. Drink more water, add more time to an exercise habit if your body allows. Transmute emotions through actions such as making art, boxing, banging a drum, singing, screaming, or crying. If the waxing moon time or the concepts and themes presented around the waxing moon are difficult for you, I encourage you to examine this. What is stopping you from putting yourself out there? Maybe at the waxing moon, you can write down all that you have accomplished. And yes, getting out of bed is most definitely an accomplishment. Staying in bed is also one too. 
Start by giving yourself a little more credit. Make a list of accomplishments of any sort that you wish to achieve. Maybe you can start going after them one by one, moon by moon. With trying comes trust. With trust comes confidence. With confidence comes resilience. With resilience comes sovereignty. That was an excerpt from my book, The Moon Book, Lunar Magic to Change Your Life, available at your favorite independent bookseller or wherever books are sold. Okay, my loves. So the card that got pulled for this week is the Four of Cups. Interestingly enough, I have already done an episode about this card. I believe it is episode 10. The episode is called The Magic of the Miners, the Fours. So you can tune into that episode if you want more insights around this card. So as I look at this card for this week, I'm thinking about feelings. I'm thinking about how feelings aren't facts, but they sure are information. Feelings aren't facts, but they sometimes feel like the truth. Feelings aren't facts, but they sure can guide our lives and our subconscious. Feelings, what we do with them, how we feel them, probably going to be a theme of this week. One of the signs of emotional maturity is being able to negotiate with your emotions, being able to experience your emotions and not let those emotions leak out onto anyone else or cause you to behave in ways that are self-destructive. So this is a really beautiful week for thinking about emotional intelligence, emotional flexibility, and the patterns we get into with our emotions. What are your emotions telling you? And what is your emotional default? This is a great week to be mindful of how you do or don't feel your feelings, what you do with them, how you honor them, and how you transmute that energy. You know, one of my beliefs is that sometimes, but not always, emotions are a message from our intuition. Emotions can help tell us what we need. They can often point to what's going on underneath the surface level emotion. And a lot of the time we get snagged in emotional dead endville when we catch ourselves judging, reacting, ignoring, shaming, or blaming ourselves for having the emotion. So this is a really, really great week to think about how you can negotiate with your emotions, how you can move emotions through your somatic self and your nervous system, and how to remain compassionate and patient with yourself through this week. 
my senses were not going to be able to see the whole picture immediately. My sense is we're going to have to watch reactivity and how we can sometimes be self-destructive when our subconscious or maybe even trauma response takes over. My sense is also it's going to be a little bit difficult to maintain motivation this week. And I mean motivation in all senses of the word, not just like productivity stuff, right? Motivated to stay centered, motivated to stay grounded, motivated to stay aware and with our eyes wide open, as it were. So that's just my two cents about this card of the week. And we'll see how it all plays out. There is nothing wrong with having feelings. It means you are a wonderful human being. But this could be an opportunity to look at some of the patterns, look at the relationship between our emotions and our actions. Okay, my dears, so this week I have a very special guest. My guest this week is Andrea Renee Johnson. I'm sure many of you are already familiar with her work. If you aren't familiar with her work, she is a visionary facilitator, a writer, a coach, a teacher. She started the Whole Self Liberation School, and Our conversation is really, really beautiful and really, really inspiring. We talk about what happens when you thought something was your calling in life, turns out it's not. How do you deal with that? How do you pivot? How do you transform? How do you rebuild a different identity or a different way of being? I also give Andrea Renee Johnson a tarot reading, and it's a really, really beautiful one. And for all you tarot readers and you tarot buffs, we talk a little bit about what it could mean when all of your tarot cards are in the same suit or when you have a preponderance of the same suit of tarot cards. So I know you're going to be really inspired by this conversation, so without further ado, here it is. I know you as a thinker. I know you as a thought leader. I know you as a creative. I know you as a writer. I would love to hear you introduce yourself. I love I love those words. <laughs> um, yeah, so I... I feel like how I hold myself has been shifting a lot in 2020 um, and, and even going into the, the, the new year. But one of the things that I put so much of my time and energy in is supporting folks around how they make a difference in the world and, and doing so in a way that is sustainable and, and really takes into account like their whole self that doesn't have require them to abandon a part of themselves in order to show up for change in the world. And in fact, like that is an unsustainable <laughs> um, way of going about that. So um, that's that's where I put the majority, well, as we're recording this, that's where I put the majority of my energy and time. And 
I have been shifting a lot over these last couple of years to holding that that is a very important part of me and there's more. I am diving more into um, my music and songwriting and and um, really 2020 was about find like really um, honing in on what is my voice. Yeah, and I intend to <laughs> put some music out there in 2021. I am a dog mom, and that is new from 2020. Um, uh, Zima. Zima, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all white, husky, sweetness, angel. And- Adorable. Beyond. <laughs> Blue eyes. So soft. So precious. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, I'm from Chicago. And before Chicago, I was from Michigan. Um, but Chicago is my home. Yeah, and so that that's the big thing. And I am the in terms of making a difference in the world. I um, just recently started an online school for liberatory living, um, essentially for people who want to figure out their own unique way of making a difference in the world, which is called whole self liberation. So I'm um, being a guide and a visionary CEO, like in an entirely different role than I have been before um, with a team of brilliant humans. So that's that's who I am. We're going to talk about all of this. Okay. So the first thing I, this is what I wanted to ask you, you know, and you brought this up. So I'm, I'm going there first. You brought up that you've gone through many iterations in your life, in your career, in your attention, your awareness, what you're diving into, so on and so forth. I was hoping you could speak a bit to how you flow from project to project. Uh, you know, like, is do you get itchy? Do you get bored? Or do, do things just emerge? Like, can you speak a little about this? Because I think there are so many people out there who might be afraid to change things up or if they've been – because the other thing I know about you is that what I know of you, all of the different things you've done have been – very successful. So I think sometimes also it's hard for folks to, if they've done something successful for a long time, they're like, well, I can't be this other person or I can't change. And I was hoping you could speak to your own process and also hopefully give a little bit of advice for folks who are like, but I want to become a watercolor painter, but I've been a you know dog walker for how many years? Like, can you speak a little bit? Can you speak about yourself and, and for others? Oh, yes. I, it was such a big topic. And <laughs> um, I really appreciate this this question. I think it's clarifying some things for myself, even just thinking about it. Um, I think a foundational thing for me has really been tending to, like, how does it feel to do the things that I'm doing? <laughs> and um, and th- does it feel the way that I want to feel? Um, and then what do I want? Like what? What am I wanting to to create or do or or be or experience? I think yeah. Over the course of my life, I have done so many different things. I um, <laughs> even just like if I'm going back to like my teens and high school and everything, um, there was a, a year or all of my childhood. I was a basketball player um, all the way through my uh graduating from high school um and that was like my my core thing and then it just not (laughs) it just ended and I was like I think I'm done I still love basketball and I still love moving my body and everything but um it just wasn't the center of (laughs) my world anymore and I 
was always into singing and everything. And that's just been a constant throughout my whole life, but in different ways. Um, but in my teens, when I was 16, um, I got signed to a modeling agency. Um, and <laughs> you're a modeling agency. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and explored that for a little bit. And I was like, let me just try and see. I don't know. Didn't, it wasn't for me not in the way I I'm really grateful. I didn't continue because my mindset and just like where I was, it wasn't a good place for me, but so glad I <laughs> dove into it. And yeah. And I, I would like volunteer with like uh, organization support supporting uh, seniors around Alzheimer's and um, like sex trafficking and like all these different things. Just thinking about that time in my life alone, <laughs> I just kind of went with like what interests me and let myself flow. Um, and grateful to have like parents who are also like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, <laughs> like since then, I even jumping up into my my business, I started with, well, really, I, I started my business when I was in college, had off one offering that was not quite under my business, but I did a, a semester long class for like my peers, students of color on my campus. Um, that was about resilience and just like, how are we being um, with ourselves and each other? Um, and then I also started coaching as activism at the same time, which is a space for people that are coaches, healers, doing some kind of like transformative, deep one-on-one -on -one or group level work to really look at like, how can I make my work a part of my activism and not have it be this separate thing? So I started that and I knew, um, like, I it was what was interesting to me, and I also knew it wasn't it. Like, I, I knew it wasn't, like, my thing forever. It's still going on. I don't facilitate it, um, but it's still under my, my brand. And I just, over the course of the last five, six years, I just, like, if, if something starts to feel like, um... I don't really want to do that anymore. Um, <laughs> or I just start to get like, really I've had to pay attention to like when I get tired, like when I'm like getting overly exhausted doing something um, for like most recently that's been um, facilitation, which was my like primary thing, whether it was coaching with activism or other spaces, like I was actively facilitating groups of people through different topics, processes, and everything. And over the last couple of years, I've had to get like, okay with the fact that that facilitation as a main thing for me wasn't it anymore. <laughs> um, that there was something more that I was wanting. And, and it was hard because that was like a part of my identity. <laughs> like That was like, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. I had been studying facilitation since I was 14. Wow. And you are great at it. Yeah, I'm so good. At it. <laughs> I'm so good at it. And I was and I was like, really, like this is I could do this um until I couldn't anymore. <laughs> um so it, it's paying attention a lot to like my feelings and what what experience am I having as I'm just experimenting with life. With the whole feeling part, what if one of the iterations or one of the things you were doing, what if it felt not great? But, and you were tired, but you didn't know what you wanted to do next. Like, what about that? 
with facilitating, that's why it was so hard for me to like let it go because it was like, well, what else do I do? Do I just be me? <laughs> um, and not even really knowing like what does that mean? Um, because if you're like, okay, I'm just going to be me, but so much of my identity and so much of what I did was facilitation. Wait a minute, who am I? Yes. <laughs> was there a mini crisis a little bit? Oh yeah. Well, and I wouldn't say many. <laughs> um, it's it, the the crisis was kind of uh, drawn out over <laughs> the course of like two years because I think I, I I knew about two years ago, um, but I just was not okay with it. And I was like, well, maybe if I just change the way that I'm doing it, maybe if maybe if it's maybe it's the topic, maybe I'll like change the topic, maybe like I'll change the container. But I, yeah, um, earlier in in 2020 it like all came to a, a head where like I could not not listen to myself anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think in, in many different instances, it, I have had that like experience of, well, I know it's not this. And even with, with coaching as activism in the beginning, I was like, I know this isn't it, but I don't know what else. So I'm going to keep doing this until I figure out what else. <laughs> And all of this is meaningful to you as well. And it's enjoyable. And I know, I mean, I'm assuming from your previous work, you love connecting with people and, you know, like helping people learn and grow and all of those things. So it's not like it was like, you weren't like working at the flower plant plant with no dreams. Like you were doing things that were dynamic and interesting. And I think that not enough people talk about this, like what to do when you want to make a change, but you don't know what to do. What did, what did you do? Oh, um, I had to be uncomfortable for a long time. <laughs> um, as I was kind of like moving away or, or even just not, even if there wasn't an external move, like internally, like just getting more okay with, okay, facilitating isn't it. The containers that I had were my main source of income. So I was also like, well, what, how else will I make money if I'm not doing this thing that I clearly have a no for? And so I had to kind of be in this in-between of like, okay, I have a no for this. I'm not okay with it. And I have to continue doing it because this is where the money is coming in. And in that in between kind of had to find ways to take care of myself. And that's a bit of where I started to explore more the singing. Cause I was thinking like, if I were not, um, I, I've heard people ask the question, like if there are no like systems of oppression, if like the world did not need tending to like, what would you be doing? My answer would be singing. And that's always just been very clear. to me. <laughs> and so I, I know that that is what brings me joy. And so throughout this process, that's what's kind of guided me over to, okay, let me just start to make more space for music, even just listening to music. <laughs> also, yeah, like me just singing and, and just finding little ways to, to tend to myself while I was in this place of not quite being in alignment. Um, yeah, yeah. And can we please also talk about burnout? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a wild gander over here and like you're running successful businesses that where you're interfacing with hundreds of people, you're creating your content, you're speaking, you're thinking, you're writing, you're sending PDFs and looking in QuickBooks, like you're doing mm -hmm. all this and you're probably tired. And so how do we tend to ourselves when we are burned out? What are warning signs? What are some ways that 
you were able to focus on healing that? Well, I have a YouTube video that's like all about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to link it. Let's link it in the show notes. But for for me, and I have a post about this on Instagram as well. Like, I think of burnout as like it's it's the outcome that that happens when we consistently override what we need and what we want and who we are and even thinking about <laughs> um or I'll even go I I stopped doing one-on-one coaching uh, about 3 years ago and with that it it was also a process of like really <laughs> noticing how tired I would get and what that what that meant, not only for my like well-being, but also I wasn't able to do all and like anything else <laughs> um, on those days where, or even weeks if I had like a lot of calls. And so I had to really tend to like, what do I need? Um, what takes care of me? And also like, is this who I am? Like, am I the person that can sit and and have one-on-one calls over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> and so grateful for the people that are, but <laughs> it's not me. Shout out to coaches. Yes, <laughs> and therapists and all of that. All of yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I had to like come to terms with okay, I'm I'm trying to make myself be something that I'm not. And that is what's leading to me being constantly tired and constantly like overwhelmed and even just like not feeling quite like filled up by the work that I'm doing, even though I am excited about the topics we're talking about, the way that I'm doing it isn't working. It's it's really uh, like an ongoing check-in <laughs> with myself of like, one, what do I want? Um, just in general, actually last night I, um, I like pulled out like three little sticky notes <laughs> and I was like, what do I want tonight? <laughs> what do I want before the end of the year? What do I want 2021? And I just like, just brain dumped. <laughs> um, cause I was feeling kind of like, I was feeling tired and I was feeling kind of like not quite present to myself. And I was like, okay, what, what's going on and what am I wanting that I'm not actually like tending to? And, um, and so that's, it's, it's that ongoing, like, I feel something's off. What am I not tending to? What am I not giving myself? What am I not acknowledging in myself? What am I not feeling? <laughs> what am I avoiding feeling? Uh, and um, making some more space for that. Uh, and, and community is a huge part of that as well. Um, one, just being able to like reach out to people. If I don't feel like I can get clear myself, like talking it through with, with friends and having them reflect me back to me, <laughs> um, all of that is super nourishing for me. And that's really what it comes down to is like, what nourishes you and are you giving that to yourself? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So that brings us to whole self-liberation. Mm-hmm. What, I'm just going to ask you, what does whole self-liberation mean to you? What do those words mean to you? Mm, I think it's a lot of what we've just been talking about, the, like, really paying attention to, like, what are the parts of myself that I'm not letting come up for air or, like, see the light of day? <laughs> um, what are the parts of myself that, I, that I've been, like, overriding and and not just like in terms of like personality or identity, but just like a desire that you have or a dream that you have or 
a, a boundary that you have or like all of these like little things in our everyday lives that we may ignore or uh, not give any space to uh, express or um, really bring to fruition. So it's it's that and the, the whole self piece is holding the context of of who we are where um, like I am an individual <laughs> and I am my own unique being and I don't exist in a silo. I don't exist separate from what's going on around me. I don't exist separate from the, the, the collective, from systems, from culture. Um, all of those things reside within me and, and I've got to tend to that as well. So looking at um, systems of oppression, I have a certain experience of life in relationship to white supremacy, in relationship to fat phobia, in relationship to uh, patriarchy and, and so on, classism, capitalism, all of that. Um, I have a relationship to that. And what does that look like? How am I being influenced by certain ideas and, and systems and ways of being and thinking? And how am I influencing <laughs> those systems and ways of being and thinking and how am I upholding them through my decisions and actions. So whole self-liberation is really looking at the whole of you um, and really the whole uh, in that term whole self-liberation is looking at like the whole of you, but also the like the whole of the collective um, and, and the self and like what isn't free there, what, what doesn't get to be sovereign um, or like the acknowledgement of your sovereignty, what is not, what parts of your wholeness are not being acknowledged, what parts of your responsibility are not being acknowledged, like all of these things that are part of our humanity, how are we relating to them? Um, and how are we using that to create the world that we want to live in? In your experience with thousands of students and coaching clients, would you say that it is systems of oppression that is the number one thing blocking folks from experiencing and expressing their whole self or is it just it is it is it too is that too complex or am i am i flattening it too much well so one of the things that i that i say often is you are the system and the revolution where um yes the system and cultures like exist outside of us but they also reside within us and it's not like like white supremacy doesn't exist in a building. Like it doesn't, it's not like in these like external <laughs> things, they reside in people. Like we keep them going. We uphold them. We carry on the stories of what, what these cultures and ways of being mean. I think my answer <laughs> to the question is like, we, like we are our biggest barrier, um, but not in like I know in, in like personal growth spaces and everything, people will have this like very individualistic, like you are your only limit. <laughs> like you're the only person holding you back when no, there like there are people and people within systems that are like creating barriers that are very real. But so I, I would say it's like it's people. <laughs> like it's in how we engage with ourselves and each other and the ideas and things that we are rooted in that become the the barrier and that's within us and as we relate to other people outside of us. Yes. How did the project, how did this huge 
community-based collective project called Whole Self Liberation come about? I was on my couch journaling. Yeah, well, yes. Um, (laughs) I, like, about five years, in 2015, I was just kind of looking at what do I want my work to be and, like, what do I, like, what kind of like theories and stuff do I hold and and all of that and the the phrase whole self liberation came to me and and I was like that's interesting and I wrote it down and I probably still have the notebook that I wrote <laughs> wrote it down in, and I was like huh like okay and over the time between then and now I have continued to like <laughs> sit with it and um, and tried to, in 2017, tried to bring it to life, did for four months and then shut it down um, because it, the way that I did it with a business partner um, just was not was not turning out to be what I wanted. And I didn't get to be my whole self. So I was like, can't do this. <laughs> so then I put it back down and, and just I've, I've tried all these different ways of like thinking about it and like what what does this want to be? Mm, wow, that's a great question. I just wanted to pin that like, yeah, what does this want? What do I want? How do I want to feel? And what does this want to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and it's been like, I don't, I don't want to give the impression that <laughs> like it's been an easy or like smooth process. It like, I have had so many days of like, anxiety and like, just like, what does, like, I want to bring this out, but I don't like, I don't know what it's, what it wants to be. And then once I like started to clarify, okay, it's going to be this, um, it just wasn't the right time. (laughs) And like, I had all these other things going on and I wouldn't have been able to, to give what I wanted to, to it. And, and so I've had to like postpone when I wanted to do it so many times. <laughs> um, sometimes by like, I, I plan to do it in, in six months and realize, okay, no, I actually got to put it off for another year um, or another two years. <laughs> like I um, have had so many moments where I've come to that reckoning with myself where I got excited about it again. And I was like, okay, we're going to do it. And it was like, actually, no. Mm, we're gonna wait wow and and yet it still wanted to come forth (laughs) yeah yeah um so yeah just spent a lot of time thinking about like what what could this be and um once it felt like okay this is this is good this is right I started to like talk about it with people in my in my community and in my inner circle and things just have like started to come and that's where like kind of there has been a lot of ease, not easy, <laughs> but a lot of ease, like a lot of um like serendipity, um, where like it's just kind of come together really beautifully with this like group of like 15 people. <laughs> yeah, there's probably so much more I can get into there, but do you just want to talk about so you taught you you talked about this period of questioning and intuitive work and understanding you weren't going to be able to do it in the way that you wanted to do it and all of these things, right? So what is the iteration? What is the container for whole self-liberation in 2021? Yeah. So as we're holding it right now, and that's also a thing like where we're like, this may change. Um, (laughs) But as we're holding it right now, online school um, for people who 
you know, want to focus on getting free and, and uprooting different ways of being that don't work for them or aren't sustainable for our world. Right now, it's it's held in, in seasons where um, over the course of the year, there's one season that's about 15 weeks. And then there's a month where we're focusing on nourishment. And then there's another season that's 15 weeks and there's a month on rest. During those seasons, there's a selection of classes that are available taught by a a group of people that have especially done some training. All of the teachers have something that's called the four skills of radical relating, where essentially it means like they have the skills to be able to relate to difference. Um, That difference does not mean that they abandon themselves, does not mean that like if, if there's somebody that disagrees with them or somebody that um, just has something going on that they're not okay with, that they have the skills to be with themselves and potentially that person <laughs> um, without... Uh, Getting out of alignment. Yeah, and without contempt and without like disregarding the other person or disregarding themselves. And that's really important because I want whole self to be a space where the containers that are held are where difference is okay. And so, yeah, there's all these classes in, in this first season that we're in right now. There's classes on parenting, on skincare, on um, using your voice and grief and uh, true love <laughs> and all these things. But like in the context of like, how are you using your energy and like what you have right now to create the life relationships and world that you want. So that's like, that's the container (laughs) that we have right now. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I wanted to ask, uh, I want to talk about how we don't have to save the world. Yeah. (laughs) I love that post. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. Well, what does it bring up for you? Um, It brings up, well, first of all, relief, you know, Um, it reminds me that we are not alone, that we are part of this collective. We are we are part of systems. And then it also sort of makes me be like, well, then what do I do? And then that also makes me think about how is my life organized for my for my own nourishment and my and the nourishment of other people. How much am I spending the same amount of time resisting systems or more time resisting systems than I am trying to create new ones? You know, like I, I sort of, it sort of reframes things. It both takes a little bit of weight off my shoulders and also makes it a little, it complicates it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like responsibility. Like there's there's something about and for me that that post um, or even that that thought <laughs> um, like really speaks to the part of me that I like always felt like like the world was on my shoulders and like I needed to like <laughs> have my shit together <laughs> to be able to show up and and tend to the world around me and and somehow <laughs> that also in in my understanding now relieves me of my responsibility to myself and my responsibility to like take care of me because I'm so focused, like the world needs me. And in a lot of my my work, it comes back to responsibility. We're really tending to like, you responsibility, not obligation. So in that, like 
you will not save the world or like you don't have to save the world idea. Like there is often for many of us this obligation of like in order to be a good person, (laughs) in order to be like the best human, I have to like be available to any person who might need me. I need to be giving all of myself all the time (laughs) um, to, to other people. And any anything having to do with taking care of myself is selfish, um, and that's that's obligation. It's not responsibility. And so holding the whole of you with responsibility—that's really what I'm up to in that. Because it's like you won't save the world, like because you—it's—it's it, not if yours to save. Um, it's it's all of ours to to tend to and decide what world do we want and what are we willing to do to get it um, or to create it, to cultivate it. Um, and that's that's a collective job. That's <laughs> not all on you. This is what I love that you always talk about. And it's so important doing the work like out there. If, if your own life isn't mirroring what you are positing, what you want, if you're not giving that to yourself, there is a misalignment or there, you know, and, and, and I was just hoping to hear your thoughts on that too. Cause I want, I really wanted to just hear, cause you say it so well, you say it so beautifully. I know you've been thinking about this for a long time. Um, I'd love for you to share. Yeah. Well, it comes, it comes back to this idea of <clears throat> that the, the decisions that we make and the actions that we engage in create our world that 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 is what culture is made up of our our collective and individual decisions and actions and so there there's this way of of being engaged in activism or working to to create change in the world where it's purely focused on an action i went to a protest i signed a petition i gave money and it's like uh, isolated action based <laughs> that's not it's not a sustainable way of creating change it might it it might create some change for a moment for some group of people or for you or but if we're not looking at who am i being to myself like how am i relating to myself how am i relating to the people that are closest to me that i'm engaging with every day not just in my family not just in my community but like the people at the grocery store, the people who um, take care of my car, the people like, how am I relating to all of these people? And and what is that creating? What is that um, resulting in culturally? And and so there's there's that, <laughs> like really looking at um, not just what are you doing for a moment, but like what are you creating through your everyday life? Um, that those little things they they matter um, and they accumulate into culture, whether that's a, a culture of like how we are with ourselves, a culture of our family, a culture of a certain group of people categorized by like race or um, like different identities. That's what culture is <laughs> is like the things that we do and the decisions that we make. So if if sustainability is at the center, and really creating something that can last and not just for us right now, but for future generations, we really got to look at the like minuscule (laughs) things that feel like maybe they're mundane or they don't really matter. They do. Speaking right to my heart, right to my heart. Uh, So one last question, my dear, 
What is, I mean, I obviously, you know, I could talk to you forever, but I do have one last question and that is, what is your proudest healing accomplishment so far? Oh, okay. Let me think about that for a second. (laughs) I don't know about biggest. I don't know if I can quantify. (laughs) I shouldn't use language like that. It's a little bit intense. What's one latest healing accomplishment you're proud of? The the thing that's coming to me is uh, like my relationship with my mom, um, where growing up, I think the the second I started to like have opinions about things <laughs> and like really and express them, um, so like six seven, <laughs> like me and my mom were like constantly at odds, like just very different. <laughs> of of being and and so we would like always be arguing and especially like into my teens um and up until I like went to college like just it was it was rough (laughs) we were just always arguing always um getting into things and and that was like very painful for both of us there well now there is like such I have such a sweetness um like when I (laughs) I was just talking with her last night and I mean she of course has changed and everything as she's just you know grown um as a human (laughs) but at the core like she's still who she is and I'm still who I am and like those things haven't really changed um but how I relate to her has changed so much where like because I have really cultivated my own sense of okayness, my own sense of affirmation and um, that like I am who I am and you are who you are and I get to relate to you as you are and really hold like, she's so sweet. (laughs) Um, I love that. In all of your like <laughs> wanting to control everything. <laughs> um, like uh, I, I have so much. I am able to access so much more of like the sweetness and the yeah the the love for her, and that has been huge for me. Thank you for sharing. That's so vulnerable. I'm really appreciative, and it just reminds me of how you know things change and people change, and everything can change. Okay, so before we get into the tarot cards, I have a couple of messages from, I call them your spiritual friends, your guides, who knows, but I tuned in a little bit to see what wanted to come through, and it was really beautiful and awesome. The first message that came through was the words, you made it, you made it, you made it. And they meant it like they said it. They they were like, no, we wanted to say it a lot of times because we want to reiterate that literally like you made it like some, you made something, you made it somewhere that is better for you or healthier for you. And they really want to underscore that like, yes, you are doing the thing, like doing all of these things. And then they said, now you have to enjoy it. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. It was literally like dot, dot, dot. Now you have to enjoy it. So thinking about that, you know, this year for yourself, like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Are you allowed to up the level of enjoyment, up the rest time, up the receiving time? That was really an underscore. They're super stoked for you. They also wanted to tell you they are so proud of you for deciding to make your own home finally. If that makes sense. And it's also metaphoric. Like it's like there were levels to it. So they're really excited about that for you. Last but not least, on the metaphoric message, they said, they shared this funny saying. This is how I know it's like not me because I had never heard this saying before. There are two best times to plant a fruit tree 10 years ago and today. That's what they said. And I was sort of like, okay. And the point that they're making is this year, 2021 for you is really, it's about so many things for you. And we're going to talk about that later, but the things you're like, okay, I need to plant these seeds. Okay. I need to do this thing that is going to yield fruit literally or metaphorically in about five or 10 years, this is the year to really do those things and not be afraid. It's a mix of legacy and also annoying, stupid things you don't want to do because you have to like fill out paperwork. So they're like, if you can portion it out, like by the end of the year, you'll be in good shape. The the seeds will be planted. The other metaphorical thing is they really showed me you floating um, like flowing and swimming and you would go up on an Island and on the Island would be like something really beautiful or something really interesting and interesting people. And then you'd like spend time there and then you'd kind of flow away to like the next thing. And so there, so when I kind of question marked that, I was like, well, that's a lovely image. What's going on. They wanted to share that this flowingness of you going different places, doing different things, it's not going to end. And there's something in what you've just built that is going to allow you to do that at a level that is even more enjoyable and more resonant for you. So they wanted to, again, give you like affirmations and high fives. The last piece they wanted to share, have you been thinking, do you own your home? No, I I rent. Have you been thinking about buying a condo or a home? Not, well, I I have like my childhood home in mind that I've like wanted to buy for a long time, but that's the only thing that I've. There was the suggestion of getting serious at least with research or like making it a possibility around some kind of home ownership might not be necessarily next year, but like spending, if that's one of the fruit tree things, maybe spending a little bit of time really bringing that into your consciousness as a possible reality. So hopefully those messages were a little bit helpful for you. Oh my gosh. So sweet. I'm I'm excited to listen back to this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so my babes, we're going to do a real quick reading with the tarot cards. What do you want to know about? It could be vague. It could be direct. It's what, what do you want to know about? What do you want to check in with? Well, I want to say like whatever messages are there. Um, but I feel like I got that with the, (laughs) um, checking in with the spirit team. Um, I think right now I'm am exploring and and diving into my singer songwriter side and just any messages any 
guidance around that journey? Pick a number between one and three. One. And please pick a number between one and two. One. Ah, this is so interesting. So I'm going to give a little overview. I just picked three cards. I'm going to give like an overview from the tarot reader's perspective, and then we'll get into them one by one. And hopefully you'll have a little bit of a better direction. The questions I thought of for you, because you were sort of vague and you just wanted more information were, was what does Andrea need to pay attention to, like, or focus on with the music? Uh, What needs to be like dived into without you know, maybe something you've been kind of putting off or holding back on. And then what, what will be the outcome if that work is done um, with sort of more focus? And they're really beautiful. You got all cups cards, which is, you probably, you know about the tarot, yeah? Only very basic. (laughs) What this is sharing with me, are you partnered? No. Okay. So what just came through is that there could be a possibility, bizarrely, and again, I don't like saying exact things like this. It's always like, it's interesting. There might be some correlation between partnership and music, which is interesting to think about. But what I wanted to say before before uh, that jumped out was this is telling me that this is about your heart. This is telling me that this is about you expressing your heart. This is about healing on some level. Uh, you know, this is about spirituality on some level. And this is how you express yourself on a core level. Cups are about emotions. They're about intimate connection. They're about spirituality. They're about art and poetry and, you know, all of the beautiful dreamy things. And so whenever I see cards that are all the same suit around a question that are about love, that are about harmony, that are about self-love and all of the yummy things, all of the lovely watery things, I'm like, heck yes. Like, this is like, you're asking about it. That's always an affirmation. Like you didn't get the tower. You didn't get like, you know, no way you didn't get any of those. So the first card you, you got in terms of what to pay attention to with your music, you got the, um, nine of cups, nine of cups is a really beautiful card. A lot of tarot readers will call it the wish fulfillment card. Like, what do you really want out of this? Focus on what you really want out of this. And this is also a very interesting means for you to rebirth yourself yet again. This is also for you to, um, have you made a record? No. Well, (laughs) I did when I was like 12. Right. So maybe one of the focus points for 2021 in your music is at least like five song record, at least like a mixtape, at least getting it out there because nines are about culmination. They're about harvest. They're about ripeness. Basically the nine of cups is saying, Hey babe, you're ripe. Like (laughs) you're ripe. You're ready. What do you need to do to make this a tangible reality? What is the outward tangible outcome of your heart's desire? What would your dream record be like? What would it sound like? What would it look like? What would you be singing about? What song? So on, so on and so forth. So it's like, make it, just make it, put it out there, you know, at least get a few songs out there. I actually just decided to do that. <laughs> so. Oh, well then I, you should have just shut me up. Like, you're like, yeah, okay. Thanks. Tara. 
the tarot's always telling you stuff. You're already, you know, that's how the tarot works. It's like, tell me something I don't know, but they're like, yes, you're on the right track. So what to dive into, what to address? You got the five of cups. Now this is a card about the healing that has to be done around this. And the first thing that I thought of when I saw this card, and you can, I would love for you to chime in, but this can sometimes correlate to past disappointments, Mm. like having experiences with something and you're like, you know what, I've been effed over, or you know what, that didn't go the way I wanted. I don't know if I can do this again. Or it could also be there's some kind of grief associated with it, Um, you know, and so it's the cards are saying that's what has to get looked at and that's what has to get musicked out. It's like the way you heal from it is the way you express yourself. You could even write a song about it. Hell, you could probably write nine songs about it because whatever happened is part of your healing journey and one way that you'll be able to move that energy out and feel seen or at least close the loop around that past disappointment is by doing the thing. You know, so there might be some kind of stuff to kind of wade through. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And that's kind of what I've been experiencing, but I'm so appreciative of this kind of like framing of like the heart and the healing and um, yeah, grief and disappointments and and all of that. And even it's interesting that the image on the the card is similar to that image that um, the, the spirit team gave you around like, floating around in water and, and yeah. different islands and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, I didn't, I see, this is why the tarot is so wild and why it all sometimes connects. I didn't even think of that. And that's really interesting because then it makes me think of like community and belonging. And like, here is another way for you to belong or have community by expression and by like getting back in there and being like, you know what? what happened in the past is the past and now I'm here and I'm allowed to take up space in this way, or I'm allowed to, with all of the knowledge and the experience that I have now, I'm able to like control, like I, my hands are on the wheel because maybe before someone hands is hands, is, <laughs> hands, someone's hands were not on the wheel by figuring out what kind of Uh, creativity is ready to come through and what the themes of your record or your songs are going to be like you can you can really like give a lot of contentment or you can give some love and protection to that inner child Mm -hmm. who got effed over and that sucks but luckily through music and through by doing this it's it's really the the right thing to do it's really good um so i would definitely Uh, start at kind of the icky parts and maybe sing your way through them, particularly to, you know, I think that grief or disappointment, I think there are a couple of ways we can address it. One is, like I said, it's just doing the thing. It's like sharing the vulnerability and you do that enough times and it's like, well, yeah, well, this is part of my story. It doesn't make me um, broken or whatever. It wasn't my fault, so on and so forth. And the other thing is, is like, link, especially with music and you and music is linking up with community, linking up with belonging, linking up with people who are in alignment, who are ethical, who are cool, who share your vision, so on and so forth. And then the outcome card that came through was the page of cups, a little seahorse with a little rosebud. Isn't that so sweet? So beautiful. (laughs) 
It's so beautiful. So this, so pages oftentimes correlate to new beginnings. Mm-hmm. Pages oftentimes correlate to inner child, um, sort of being a perpetual student. Page of Cups, you know, Cups, like I said, is about dreaminess, poetry, art, uh, play, ritual. And Page of Cups steps through sometimes to be like, this can be joyful again, so long as you take that beginner's mind or that curious person's mind. It's also to me very much a card about possibilities, the possibilities and gifts that come when you really share your magic and your vulnerability with the world, you know? And the other thing I'm going to say is like, I know this sounds really not related to music at all, but sometimes for you, this is just kind of coming through. This can also be a way for you to be held and experienced on a spiritual level that is a little bit different than how you have been before because it's outside of the realm of more transactional relationships. Am I making sense to you with that? I'll have to sit with that, but it totally resonates. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like when you connect to your muse or you become your own muse, if there has been a kind of way that people have expected to interact with your offerings, mm. this is can be a different way or a new beginning around those sorts of relationships. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense? Yeah. Basically, they're saying, uh, they're like, she'll love this. It's just another way for you to get free. <laughs> I know they were like, feel like this, you know? Yeah. You're all like, uh, how much more freer can I get? You know, come on. But this is, you know, this is really so linked to healing. It's exactly the right time for you to be doing this. You know, I think that if you really put your focus on it by fall, you'll have the thing and you'll, you'll see the ripples and uh, revelations that come from this investment. You know, this, what does this little card look like when you see the outcome. Oh, <laughs> there's so, I mean, there's like this ethereal Yeah, is the word that's coming up for me where even like the night sky, like, it's just like, there's a vast, like anything could happen <laughs> kind of energy. And even like the seahorse are just like magical little creatures. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, how does it make you feel when I'm telling you this is the outcome? This is the potential outcome if you do the work and get to it? Well, I think back to like the, the, I think the question that came up in the first card about like, well, what do you want? Like, what do you want in, in this? And it's kind of like, just get clear on what you want. The world is your oyster. (laughs) Yes. And also, you know, like there's something about, I mean, obviously we know that you are a wildly intuitive person, we know that your intuition flows is the word, you know, in various ways. We know that the messages you receive that you share so generously are absolutely of your brilliant mind. And they also come from some other spring or some other source. And I think there's also something with your voice and singing where there's a spiritual a- aspect, whether it's you connecting to your intuition, whether it's you singing songs 
to your future self, whether it's you singing songs to the future collective, there's all of these layers. There's all of the, and that's kind of why I said, I think there's something also here about the, the resonance and the vibration and the frequency of your music is on a different frequency than your other work. It's not better or worse. It's just different. What you know as well as anyone else, you receive what you put out there, right? And so it's like the universe might be calling you this year to explore this different resonance, this different imprint, this different vibration to, because it, maybe that's what you want right now. You know, maybe you're like, you're like, yeah, I want to swim in this mystery of the unknown and this dreaminess and these fresh buds. And, you know, I want to, I want to be there. So you have to then start bringing it out. So was this helpful? So, 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 so helpful. <laughs> I was taking down some notes um, <laughs> because I've actually been questioning, like, what do I want my music mm-hmm. to be about and getting very much out of, like, the what that card brings up for me as well as, um, like, singing for me can't be intellectual. And so much of my work so far has been about, like, my mind. Um, and now, <laughs> like, getting out of that and into just intuition, into my body, into spirit and and all of that, there's, oh gosh, there's so much there. And that I think also pulls into play the weird message that came through about different relationships, like changing, meaning like if you're on one track 80% of the time, meaning your mind, thinking, communicating, logic, whatever that might be, then those are the kinds of relationships or that's the perspective in which maybe you will find yourself consciously or unconsciously utilizing. And so this can also be a way, exactly as you've said, to form different kinds of relationships with yourself and with other people that are born out of a different energy. So I think that's really exciting. Yes. Thank you so much. So my dear, where can the people find you in January, 2021? Mm. Well, um, if you're interested in whole self liberation, um, it's wholeselfliberation.com. Um, and then on Instagram is where we're most active at Whole Self Liberation. Um, and then for me, my website is Um, And then I'm most active on Instagram as well, J. Um, And then I'm also on YouTube, um, same J. Going to put all the links. All the links will be there for you listeners. It was such a pleasure. It was so great to talk to you. I'm sending you so much love. Yes, this is so good. Thank you so much. Okay, my loves, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and that reading as much as I enjoyed having them. Just another reminder, if you have not already reviewed and rated this podcast, if you do in the next week, you will be entered into a drawing to get a free reading with myself, yours truly. Please, 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 if you love this podcast, if this podcast has helped you, served you, inspired you in any way, please leave a five-star review. This is how people can find this podcast. This podcast is the little podcast that could. We're just doing it totally self-funded, totally DIY. 
that's how I like to do all of it. Word of mouth is everything as well. If you have a friend or two you know would enjoy this podcast, let them know. Uh, put it on the socials. Put it wherever you we put such things. And yeah, I just want to thank everyone for being here with me. It's really just been such a pleasure and it's such an honor to be here with you week after week. Have a protected, safe, healthy, and grounded week. You are listening to Moonbeaming, a podcast presented by Modern Women. I'm your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner. The editor is Caitlin George Parker. Music is by Will Owen and myself. All right. Bye. When she's in the brown year, doing what they love, making magic beautifully so.